Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? We are back at it after uh, a holiday weekend. Oh my God, work was torture Week, today, dude. It was. It was. <laughs> oh it's, my God. It, it's so funny. Uh, me and Matina were talking about it. Yesterday, I, like, well... One, I got my booster shot on Saturday, so I was a little under the weather. Definitely worse than last time, even, and I was a little worse, but not bad. Like I can't mm-hmm. complain at all. Um, but so there's that. But then I was also just like had this like huge feeling of anxiety like all day, which is not like me. Like, and usually I'm I know why, right? And mm-hmm. I was just like, when it got down to it, I was like, I haven't been to work, I haven't been in the office in like over a week. Yeah. And it was a weird, like, and that's what it was. It was like that. There was like anxiety about go, just I don't know, just the the change of pace or something. It was it was really weird. I felt like off all day. Well, so so this year I was I basically was flying solo on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So I basically turned Thanksgiving into a day of productivity. So I had productivity that day. I was super productive Friday. I was super productive Saturday. I was super Sunday. productive Sunday. And then this morning I was super productive. And it's like, I'm, I have all this string of productivity and then it all comes to a screeching Crash. halt so yeah. I can go to my day job. And it's like, this doesn't feel right. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I was yeah. telling Beth when I got home, I'm like, I felt, I literally felt all my enthusiasm and energy getting get sucked out. out of me <laughs> as I got in the shower this morning before I left for work. And it's not because I hate my job. I've no, said exactly. a million times, right. I like my job. I'm yeah. good at my job and I like it. And right. I did some good stuff today and I got some good stuff done. Yep. But man. It's, just, it's 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 it, and it's it's more that for me at least it's the more of the transition of yeah of getting back into that mindset like it's almost easier when i am going you know the same routine every week or whatever you just get you know you're in the mindset of it totally when, you, when that breaks even if it's for a lot of days off and really good things it just makes it that much harder to get back into it and i definitely felt that this week more I than can- usual too i mean I I felt it I felt it I think I felt it more than I normally would because for the for the last you know four days or five days or whatever it ended up four days um, it was me being more focused in the shop right. than I had been in a very long time. That's awesome. And like you know I didn't want to break that focus. And even when I came home tonight, like I wanted to pick up where I left off this morning. <laughs> and, and you can't, right? No, I mean, you can kind of, you know, it's funny. Recapturing that energy is always hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's the energy goes away and that, that burst just, you can't just go back to doing the thing and hope the energy follows. It just doesn't always. And that's, well, you know, you know, it's actually funny. I mean, um, the Maker Monster did posted a video. I, think, I saw. I, think I haven't was, watched was it, it yet. But it, but there's a lot. Uh, there's a, a fair amount of that kind of sentiment of of how to like get that your juices flowing again. Um, so yeah, it, it, and, I mean that it's not my thing of the week, but I mean it could have been. It's because it, it, it was, well it was a good video. It's a uh, very good video. It's got a lot of you know thought starters. But it was about that. It was like how do you like uh, you know when you're when you don't when you're not motivated or you don't you're not feeling inspired. How do you change well, that you that's, know that's interesting that's interesting by the way we don't have a guest tonight oh, yeah, um, we should, yeah we should probably <laughs> we, well actually not, you know we usually talk for a little while anyway so we're not being we should probably bring our guest on oh wait wait <laughs> <laughs> but um one of the things i wanted to tell you about because this mm-hmm. this i said beforehand you know i was a little bit cryptic with ethan mm-hmm. but i didn't tell him that this happened if you listen to this weekend's maker wa- maker's waffle with um um andy um andy Pugh and jamie reader and mm-hmm. of course 
me as the guest because it's all about me. The talent. Um, yeah, the, the talent. <laughs> um, the the bangers. The bangers come in and bring the audience with them, right? No, but um, by the way, it it's a it's a show that doesn't have a time limit, and it had me. Do I need to tell you anymore? <laughs> like it no, went. So it was only like a fifteen minute. That's yeah, really short. Minutes, no. It went three hours and forty eight minutes. That's amazing. I'm and not surprised. Gone, by the way, we could have gone longer. Right, right, there, right. There's no doubt in my mind that if it wasn't like one a.m. in the UK, like we could have gone another gone. hour or two. I love chatting with people. I just yes, right. You know, that's a great thing. But one of the, so one of the things we talked about on Makers Waffle was something that actually happened in the Makers on Zoom Discord. Boy, this is getting really meta <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I, I never told anyone this, except if they were in the Discord, they knew because they watched it happen. But I basically said, guys, I'm, I think I'm done. And it was like, what? <laughs> I right. Said, I think I'm actually done. Like, I haven't been down in the shop in almost a month, and I don't miss it. And I think I'm done. Like, I, I'm pretty much ready to just sell my tools and go, screw it. It would mm-hmm. make my life so much easier in the transition of moving out of my house. And it would just be a burden lifted. And then if I decided I wanted to go back and just buy my tools again, like big freaking deal, right? Right. And I, we had this whole conversation. And, you know, the general consensus from the group, which was the correct one, by the way. I don't know that I ever would have seriously gone through with it, but I felt no, like... No, but, it, but it's where you're at. I mean, it's Yeah, like, that was where yeah, I felt like I yeah. didn't want to go down to the shop. I didn't care about making. Nothing mattered. I did not right. give a damn about it. This was September this happened. And I remember saying at one point, I'm like, I just don't care. Like, I'll sell my tools if I need. If I get the bug up my butt, I'll buy them again. And I forgot mm-hmm. who it was, but somebody in the group said, you're going to hate yourself if you do that. Don't be stupid. Just don't. You don't have to go down and do stuff, but maybe figure out something else you can do. Maybe um, if if you're not feeling going in the shop, maybe do something that's not in your shop. But yep. Yep. Just, just do something and don't let it – don't just – let it die did you you right. work too hard for this and i'm like well, yeah and, and, and it's something that is clearly fills something some part of your life and that's the thing right because that's what it's been doing for me since i started doing this right since but, I, it, but I also don't i don't want that to come across as like it's fill, like it, it's filling well, a void that's not what i mean at all yeah, no, you're not wrong a, though but you're yeah. not wrong because that's exactly what it was doing right so for all these years for now going on four years of me doing this i'm actually going on five years of me doing this it did fill a void. And I think I felt for the first time, like in September, that it wasn't filling the void for me anymore. Hmm. Like it wasn't even something I cared about. Like all I wanted to do was take my Nintendo Switch, drink a cup of coffee, and play video games on the couch. That, mm-hmm. and, and that was many, like my mornings, I always, you know, was the running joke that my mornings were intense. You know, I would do more in the morning before Mm, I went to work than most people did in their eight-hour day jobs. I I was just that guy, but that just died. It all died. Every bit of it died. I was getting out of bed at 8 o'clock instead of 6.30, which, okay, an hour and a half, right? You think, oh, an hour and a half, big freaking deal. But that's 6.30. It was 6.30 to 7 was breakfast. Then by 7 o'clock, I was in the shop. Mm -hmm. And now I wasn't even going to the shop, let alone getting out of bed. And it was just, I was in a bad place. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do about it. And so what I ended up doing, that I was very lucky that Inktober started and it just broke it up. I was like, okay, here's something creative I can do. And around the end of October, this is, this is when it started to change. 
around the end of October, I started getting people contacting me going, hey, I'm going to need some stuff for Christmas. Are you doing this this year? I'm like, and in my head, I'm almost like, tell them no. Yeah, you don't want right. to do this. Tell them no. But I'm like, you know what? No, tell them yes. Tell them yes, because it's going to force you to get your ass back in the shop. So actually this weekend, all I did was shop stuff. Like it's all I did. I mean, mm-hmm. it was pretty much start to finish shop stuff and stuff for client. Like I had more client work this year than I've had in any prior year. That's awesome. And it came all out of nowhere, right at a time where I didn't want to do this anymore. And it got me back in the shop to the point where the last four and a half days, because this morning I was busy as hell too. I just, all I want to do is be down there doing stuff right. now. And it's like, wow, what the hell? Where did this come from? It was a trigger, right? Yeah. No, so, yeah. When he put that video out, it was like, oh my God, are you reading my mind, dude? Like, no, and that, it, it's, a, I mean, it's very similar. It, it's about, yeah, I won't go into it too much, but I mean, it's about kind of, it, it's a little bit about, it starts out being like the, um, you hit a point in any project where it's like the b- bottom part, right? So you're super mm-hmm. excited to get it started and you're super excited when it ends in the middle you just want to give up because you're so <laughs> over it like basically like and that's and that's how it started and yeah which is very true and i can uh, i can so relate to that for almost any big project you know the short yes. short my short ones you know they're whatever um but uh but then it goes also went into how to like get motivated again or kind of break that break that vibe or whatever just like you're kind of talking about um so it was, it was really interesting you know it's funny at the same time because that's who he is and um i'm just and it, but he's another one that's he took a long break you know yeah. he he it's had to reset yeah he had to re i mean basically after like i saw him at workbench con and he basically didn't put out a video i don't think much for for like over a year right yeah i think his um, only even publicly he wasn't around publicly i think he was mm-mm. on our show after workbench con I'm was almost it? positive he was oh, on oh, after the first, the first, uh, the first one I went to. Right. It, okay. Yeah, between. that's what it was. Yeah. In between. Yeah. I've lost track of time because we've I know, just me been too. doing this for so long. Like, I just realized. The, the, the I, only reason talk- I know that is because I like when we went to the second, the, the one, the second one I went to, we knew each other and we would not have gotcha. known each other. Okay. Okay. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah. when when I was talking to Andy and Jamie over the weekend, I was like, I just I realized as we were talking, I'm like, wow, in May this show's going to be three years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Three I know. Years. Well, it, it's funny, uh, you know, when I'm li- listening back to like making it or any of the podcasts that I've listened to for like basically since the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm always like, it, it was, I think it was, I was listening to making it um, on the way drive home tonight and David said something, uh, David Picciuto was talking about re- refilming the, uh, the video with his grandfather, who's mm-hmm. 99, which is insane. That's yeah, um, unbelievable. And like, it's so I just, I I get touched every time, but the the last time he did that was like, he said it was like 2017 or 2018 and it must've been 2018 because I wasn't, I wasn't even in this space at 2017, but like, I remember that and it Mm -hmm. it does not feel like it was that long ago. I have the keep moving thing on my wall. Me too. It's in my shop. It's like one of my prized, yeah. And when he was talking about the time differential, I'm looking at this thing on my wall going, have I had this that long? For this long? Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's crazy. Isn't it? it, Yeah. Time just, time, you know, on one hand, time always feels like it goes by so fast. 
And then there's another part of you that just goes, not only does it go by fast, but you don't remember anything in between. <laughs> right, like, exactly, just, right. Just, you're just cruising through. And then one day you look back and like, wow, we've done a lot of days. <laughs> well, I also think, I, I, I do think there's something about, you know, the whole, not to be a dead horse, but like uh, the whole COVID thing too. I felt like there was a, that kind of, it was like year lost. It was kind of just, there's no, you, what it was. And I'll go back because when I remember after college, I remember feeling like years went really, really fast mm-hmm. versus years when I was in any, you know, up until that point. And what I think it, what I equate that to is it, when you're in school, you have very distinctive like points in time, right? You go back to school, you have Thanksgiving break, you have Christmas break, you have the next semester and then you're done. And then there's summer. Like there's very like distinctive time periods. Yep. And then once you don't have those very, very distinctive time periods, it blends together way faster, right? It really does. And and that's and and then I feel like that would like COVID made it even it amplified that for me at least amplified that because it was kind of just all a blur because it was like I did the same thing I didn't yeah you know, I did the same thing every day like mm-hmm. and there's no big markers other than like. You didn't even have the weekend as a marker of something right. being different. Exactly. Really. Yeah, no, right. You that's, just were, you were in the same place. You just weren't working anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, so that's yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, I was thinking it's about bizarre. that. Was something we talked about yesterday. Also, we talked about. Um, you know, I talked about how COVID was transformative for me in a good way mm-hmm. because when my company cut my salary, I cut my commitment to them a little bit too. I'm like, well, if right. you're going to give me 25 percent less, you're not going to get full time for 25 percent less salary. You're just right. You know. I'll stay I'll stay on call like if somebody needs me I'm not going to turn them down but I'm not going to sit here at a desk hoping that somebody calls me and then spending 8 hours a day doing that so I was you know answering phone calls mm-hmm. and taking conference calls and doing all that stuff while I was putting finish on things Right. Because I'm like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to juggle two. I might have to lean on one, you know? Right. right. Exactly. And COVID really focused me in a way because by the time we had come out of COVID, Mm -hmm. I was busier with the business than I had ever been. Right. And I was starting to realize like, oh, okay, this is, you're going to make sales doing this. You just have to keep pushing on it and pushing on it. And you don't need to, you don't need external validation and motivation. And I was so good at that. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> well, it, so, so it was, yeah, going back to that. Cause I, I'm interested, uh, interested in that. And, and it's making me think about what I, cause I, I think maybe not to, to that extreme, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I definitely get to that point where like, what am I doing? You know, it's, this right. is not my full-time gig. Um, like, you know, and, and it's, it's usually when things aren't going, you know, aren't trending up. Right. And that's, right. and that's the ebbs and flows of this whole thing. Sure. But even beyond that, sometimes it's just like, it, it, is this the right way to be spending my time or something like that? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And, and you know, so I, I was thinking as you were talking, Vincent, cause I literally, you did not tell, talk, tell me about this before we got on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was thinking about this as. I think one of the things I do, which maybe maybe stupid, because it's not financially, it's not the right thing to do. But a lot of times when I get into that kind of space of like not being not being excited about going in the shop or doing another project, that that's usually when I make something for someone else. And and what the, the I say that because. I get I get a ton of enjoyment out of 
making something and surprising somebody with something I've made. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I, I, I don't want this to come across as me, you know, making myself look, you know, patting myself on the back. It's, that's not what I'm talking about at all. But for me, it's like, all right, I, I'm not really excited about making things or whatever, but I do get excited when I make something for someone and they're excited about it. That gets me like really excited about it again. And so I, I totally feel I, that. What? I totally feel that. That makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah, it, it's it's like because then their excitement is what I'm looking forward to. And that gets me excited to make the thing. Right. Just knowing mm. that. that So I, I've, I've gone through waves and most people that know me, you know, maybe not everyone, obviously, but I've gone through waves where I just send people things. Right. And it's a little bit sometimes it's like, ugh, like then they feel, you know, I, I never I, I always struggle with that because I don't want people to ever feel like one, I'm trying to get them to give me a shout out because I like I genuinely don't do that. Right. I for, for that reason, I love the shout out, but I don't do it for that reason. And I also don't really hate the feeling of that. They're going to feel like they need to reciprocate because I don't want that either. Right. So I, I really struggle with that sometimes. Um, but but anyone that's gotten a gift, I, it's truly it's you know, it's it's therapeutic for me as well, because a lot of times when I do that, it means that I'm I'm not motivated to to do the content thing just for the content thing or, you know, I totally relate to that. And I relate to it in a different way too. Like I am, I don't do Patreon. Mm -hmm. People know that know me, know I have very strong moral (laughs) problems with Patreon. Um, And it's just a thing. I just will never contribute on Patreon. So I contribute in other ways. I buy your stuff or I'll, you know, I'll, Donate directly. I, if you have a PayPal link to your show in some way, or if there's some way for me to contribute directly to your show or your projects or what you do, and I like your stuff, you can ask. There's a couple of people who have gotten nice donations from me just out of nowhere, just because, hey, I like your stuff and I don't want to give it to you on Patreon. They don't deserve whatever percentage they take. This is for you that you can take it and do what you want with it. And I think that, you know, the their shock when they get a donation like i feel the same way as if i had made them a gift of some kind you know like if you make somebody something you hand it to them and it's like oh that's a really cool reaction like they really really like something and it's they feel really good about it that's awesome well i get that same buzz that same dopamine hit when somebody goes dude you didn't have to donate like that that's you're crazy what are you doing you know but and, and, and again, I like it's doing the, it. I, I like yeah. it. I love doing it. And that's, I, I feel the same way. Like one of the good things about doing customer work, you know, some people don't want to do commission work. And I understand that, you know, I was listening to a podcast today um, that Andy recommended. It's the make do podcast. It's really good, by the way. Yeah. I keep hearing about it. I have not, I've not listened. So I heard the first, I heard my first episode of that one. I found out about it this weekend. I listened to the first episode that I've ever listened to today. And I'm like, damn, these women know what the hell they're talking about. Um, one of them said, I can't, I don't know their, their names. I haven't attached their names to their voices yet, but one of the, one of the hosts said that she doesn't do commission work because she's not big on having someone else trying to make someone else's vision real. And I'm like, Oh wow. Like that hits. Like I understand that. But then at the same time, I still love doing that. Like right. I understand why she doesn't want to do that. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the reason I can understand both sides of it. For yes. Sure. Right. The reason yes. that people generally don't like doing commission work 
you know, um, I won't throw her under the bus, but I had a conversation with a close friend of mine where she said that she gets burnt out doing commission work mm-hmm. because it doesn't let her be creative. It's more of a, uh, you know, they're setting guidelines for what to make. I think I there's a balancing co- act to that. I mean, I kind of totally. agree with that to some degree. And, yeah. and in fact, the most fun I've had in the shop, and it just so happened to work out that way. And again, I won't name names because they're Christmas gifts that I'm making and they are client work. <laughs> um, I'm making three cu- three cutting boards, three for one person. and you know, and going through the, my initial fact finding with him, I'm like, okay, so do you have preferences on wood? No. Do you have preferences on a font? No. Do you have preferences <laughs> on anything? I said, do you have a preference on the size? And he said, well, what sizes do you typically do? So I have some kind of rough sizes that, you know, do you want a small one, medium one, larger? And he went mm-hmm. medium. So I'm like, all right, we'll do three 15 by 12 boards. He's like, okay. I said, do you, what about fonts for the engraving? He goes, your choice. I'm like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like right. I get to make, I, I have to want. make three completely unique cutting boards that, okay, cool. Yeah, I can do that. And I already made one. The second one's in glue and the third will be done this weekend. And I'm just looking at them going, this is the pro, this is exactly the project I needed right now to just do something creative, to do something, right. even though it's commission work, mm-hmm. to have someone trust me to do it with no boundaries, like, A, you're insane, but B, thank you. I needed that. Right. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I go both ways on that. I mean, I, I think part of part of the reason, like I was saying, that I like to do the surprise kind of things is because, you know what, if you don't ask for it, you can't complain, right? So <laughs> it also... Too. So I don't, I mean, and again, no one's ever complained about anything. I was going to say, who complains though? (laughs) I know, who complains? But it's, you know, it's my own insecurities. Right. um, But at the same time, the commission thing is when you, when, when, well, one, that's the best kind of commission when they just trust you. And, and although that does put pressure, I also feel pressure when that happens. But I'll tell you, those are the ones I feel the most pressure on. More than, more than if they're like super demanding, because then I'm like, you're well, you're really picky and I'm going to do the best I can. But the highest pressure words that you can hear from a client are I trust you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Because then that's like, right, you put the more you put way more pressure on yourself than, than they will. Right. Um, but I don't I lost my train. Of thought. But well, yeah, it's just like it, I go back and forth. I like commissions to a certain degree. And then and but I also like like just being able to do my own thing. So I'm, I'm a mixed bag, but I understand both sides of that. Oh, like, yeah, totally. I, I do understand the side of just wanting to, but I, I disagree though. I think you can have your own, like you, I, I think you can have your own, uh, in, uh, insert your own vision within the person's vision well, to maybe, a degree, to a degree, maybe, but you know what I ended up doing? You know what, you know what really spun things around for me when I started doing YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And okay. if you notice, the, the the correlation of when I started, when I wanted to sell all my tools to when I started doing Instagram videos, uh, not Instagram, I'm sorry, YouTube videos. When I started doing YouTube videos, you'll notice the timeline matches up, right? Well, one oh, of the okay. things, yeah. one of the things that the advice I got, and I'm almost positive this advice was from Andy. Um, he specifically, I'm pretty sure it was him. And if not, I'm sorry if I'm crediting the wrong person, but I'm almost positive it was Andy because it's sage advice. And there's only two people in my life that give this kind of advice. It's Dean Duplantis and Andy. So, um, but he said, do something creative for you. Right. And I'm like, wow, for you, that's what I'm not doing. Like I'm not doing anything for Mm. me anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything I do 
is because someone's paying me to do it. Uh, that's a good point, too. Yeah, Not a bad thing. It's nice when people want to pay you to make stuff for them. But at the same time, yeah, you feel... <laughs> I, I guess I was feeling what that other friend of mine was feeling, where I was stifled. I just didn't feel it outwardly, right. so I didn't realize it, right? But once I started making YouTube videos, I was like, what are you making a video about this week? I don't know. Whatever. Let's see. What do I want to make this week? Yeah, I'll just film that. We'll call that a video. You know, and... It works. Yeah. I I think that's true. I I mean, I... And now that you say that, I definitely do that as well. Like, I'm... You know, all my... A lot of my silly, like, unnecessary leather videos are are exactly that. It's just Mm -hmm. like, I have a fun idea that I know is, like, completely stupid, but, like, it's... Not that's stupid. That's I, that's too harsh. But it's it's not anything that anyone needs or anything like that. But I know that I'm gonna have a fun time making that video but, and but making just, that piece. You know what though? But just the way and this is interesting because just the way you couched the way you said that, it's stupid. Well, it's not really stupid. Well, even if it is, who cares? Right. And yeah, that's no, something. Exactly. And that's that's the mind. That's the mindset we have to disconnect yeah. from. I yeah. think. I think you're right. It's yeah. okay to do something stupid. Like, right. It's okay. One of the people. Well, I think on that's that, why the unnecessary thing has. And that's why it's connected, great, right? Because it's it's a way of saying this is this you know this could be perceived as quote stupid, right? But it's not. But it, I'm not doing it to be serious. I'm doing it because it's fun and unnecessary. You know exactly. What I mean? like, and so then, I think that's given me a lot of freedom, to be honest. Like, I, obviously, I've stole I stole that from the We Built a Things guys and the unnecessary leather i totally stole that whole concept but it's that i now that we're talking about this i think that's really what it was it was i wanted to do things that were silly and and kind of whatever but it i i, I didn't take i don't take myself serious when i do these things right it's, sure. it's a fun way of it's, it's it's just a fun way of of doing it and being creative and some of it's kind of like more of an art than you know an art than a function kind of thing yep i don't know one of my favorite things that's happening now that I'm doing YouTube videos, I have gotten into my own bubble so much that I don't realize that I do things that I just don't know. I I just assume everyone does. Right. And I'll I'll make a video. And you know, we always talk about the nugget, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I could provide nuggets for other people. Right. Like I have literally gotten people going. I did not know. Like, wait a minute. You, you, why do you, why did you paint it black if you were just going to put the copper paint over it? Well, because metallic paint works better over a black base. No wonder my metallic paint never looks good. And it's like, I can't believe, like, well, I, I have to get in my head and I really mm-hmm. suck at this. I am terrible at it. I readily admit it. I get, you know, Beth reminds me of this all the time, and she's very good about reminding me about it because I forget <laughs> it. But the one thing she reminds me about all the time is just because you know something doesn't mean everybody right. knows it. Mm-hmm. And I just assume, like, Jesus, if I know it, everyone knows it. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Like, no, that's not true. And one of the fun parts of making YouTube videos is every once in a while, like, I made the um, the captured bead pendant. First of all, I've never seen anyone make a pendant like that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I know that it's a relatively unique idea that I've not seen anyone do. If someone else has done it, I'm sorry if I had parallel thinking to you, but I did not ever see that. I had the idea one day and I just kept trying it until it worked. But w- what did everyone freak out about? The wire looper that I have. <laughs> right, right. That's the coolest tool I've ever seen. I'm like, it is pretty awesome. It's like a tool on the <laughs> shelf at Michael's. Like, I didn't even think of it as a thing, but I could have just done a whole video just showing off that one tool and people probably would have loved it. And it's just amazing what, what people latch onto. And it's like, the, that's why I think, that's why if you're making YouTube videos, 
I love Jimmy's videos. Okay, mm-hmm. this is not in any way a criticism of Jimmy's videos, but I think the one thing that's hard to take out of a Jimmy DeResta video sometimes because they go so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess if you listen to the VO, if you're a patron and you listen to the VO version of the video, it's different, but it's hard to pick up those little things from somebody mm-hmm. like his videos. He does all this cool stuff, and sometimes you have to go back and rewatch it and go, wait, why did he do that? Hold on. Right. Oh, okay. And I feel like that's a lot of the time-lapse guys. You know, it's just everything's just going really, really, really fast. Well, I think that's I think that's why and I, I see this more and more and you know, I as you know, I do I I over I over explain in my videos. I know I do that. And but part of it is like I, I wanna be educational. But mm-hmm. um but I think, you know, you see more and more people that are kind of, you know, not mid range YouTubers and stuff like that, that it's much more of like, this is what I'm gonna do and and then and then they do it, right? Versus mm-hmm. voiceover. And, or I did this, you know, they do it and then this is why I did it. And it's it's quick. It's not like an over explanation, but it does kind of lend itself both ways to like explaining it. Now there's a very fine balance, I think, with that, right? A very and it's very a fine balance. Very, very but, fine but if balance. You, if you do it well, if you do it well, I think that's another way of doing that because you're you're not you're not narrating everything that you're doing, but you're pointing out the nuggets. But it's, I think it's, I think for me, I think for me, the last video I did the um the sign, the mm-hmm. pallet wood sign. I think that's how I'm going to do videos from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, what was, I ended uh, up finding yeah. as I was as I've been making videos, like I've been trying. If you notice, every video was a different style. Different. Yeah, for sure. And I was trying to kind of find the way I wanted to do it. And yes, that is a time lapse video, right? And I get that. But it isn't all high-speed time-lapse. Sometimes I slow down just to show people. Or if I'm doing a product, I make sure the product goes in front of the camera very clearly so you can see what it is. Um, or I link it in the doobly-doo so you can read about it. All it's that all got to have the right, the right um, rhythm. That's you, have to fill it, you have to fill in the blanks for people, right? Yeah. You have to assume that if they're watching a video that's going by very fast... They're not picking up everything that, you know, they're not picking up the tool you use. They're not picking mm-hmm. up the paint you use. They're not, and people do want to know that kind of stuff. Like they want, a lot of people wanted to know the copper paint. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's Stuart Semple. It's Culture Hustles, um, heavy metal um, copper. Like that's a paint that, okay, you can't just go to Home Depot and buy it, right? You have to right. go to, you have to go to Culture Hustle and order it. And it's like $20 and they have to ship it to you and it takes days to get it. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever. I'm just saying that it's a very specific paint and it looks good because it's expensive. And that's the kind of thing that people want to know. They're like, I want my stuff to look like yours. How did you get it to look that way? And if I had just gone and painted it copper and somebody just goes and tries to replicate the project and it's like, this didn't look the same. Like, why does it look the same? You know, even mm-hmm. like down to when I was making the sign, one of the things I really wanted, and some, I think it was Dean that picked up on it, made me very, very happy. He said, I really liked the way you undersanded it to leave the patina of the pallet wood on it. Right. Right. He, totally. He, and yeah. I'm like, you see, it wouldn't, that's it the, wouldn't have been a pallet wood sign if you had. Exactly. I, right. I could have made yep. it super clean. Mm-hmm. Um, there was even, and, and you know, when it got to, it got to the client, I mean, the client will see it the second they get it. There is a slight cup to that wood. Mm-hmm. Um, to the panel. And the reason there's a cup to it is because I didn't want to keep planing it and planing it and planing it because right. I could have made it flat. I could have made it a lot thinner and made it flat. It would but have taken I away the character, like though. And the look. would have lost all that patina, all that yep. darkness, yep. all that. Mm-hmm. You know, the the one thing I love that Jimmy does when he spray paints wood black and then lightly sands it over and over and over again until until there's like 
light coming through the black. Like, I love that because that's mm-hmm. exactly what it looks like. But I had that look. Like, I'm not going to take that off and then try to recreate it. Like, it's right. there. Right. And, yeah. you know, those are the kind of decisions that I've just got to get comfortable making more often. And I have to make more videos. Like, I am behind. But I'm doing client work now. Like, it's that time well, of the exactly. year. Exactly. So, and, and that's, and again, that's the that's the juggling act. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, you know, this time of year... It always is. It's always a struggle for me because I feel like I want to put out Instagram projects every week, but then I can't make Christmas presents for people. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I do I do more of either quick ones and ones I'm not as proud of, or I do more like throwbacks or whatever, and that's okay. Like that's the other thing too I've learned through however when I start 2018 to now. That that's the other thing is not every week matters, right? That that's exactly dude. It, unless you're on a deadline, that's. That's the or best advice. Or you're being paid by by sponsors. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's one thing if you're if this is your career mm. and I'm not going to get paid this week if I don't put out something, right? Correct. That's a different. It, it's a blessing and a curse, right? I'd, I'd love to have sponsors. I would take on that that uh, headache in a second. Yeah, but that, at that's the same a time, we would both be willing to live with. Make it, no mistake, exactly, right? But it's not. But the the other part of that is the flip side of that is. I don't have any responsibilities other than my own, my own, you know, deadlines or own schedule. I don't get anything out of these videos other than followers and exposure and, uh, and, and sharing with the community. That should have been my first thing because that, that is truly what I care about. But it, you know, I don't, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing. If I don't put out a Instagram video this week or an original one, nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. Right. You know, and, and, and I, I don't know. Well, that was something, I mean, even just me coming back to doing YouTube videos, mm-hmm. like I had to get that through my head very quickly. Like, okay, the first few weeks I did a video every week and I remember, and it's funny cause as I got to the fourth week in a row, I was sitting there going, I could turn this into a video. And I'm like, no, don't do that. Like right. that, that, that was something I had to consciously make an effort to not do, to not mm-hmm. just make content for the sake of making content. Cause then I'm right in the rut that I didn't want to be in. By not making, I wasn't making content because I didn't want to be in that rut. And then here right. I am going, well, I could get into that rut. That would solve the problem. Like, right. no, don't get into the rut. That's the problem. The problem is being in the rut, not yeah. thinking that you need the rut to get out of a rut. <laughs> well, and, I, and uh, I've had, and I'll, I'll be, uh, yes, I am 37 years old. Um, but I explained, <laughs> like my, my parents have sometimes asked, like, why didn't you make a YouTube video out of youtube video out of that project right they it's an instagram i wanted to get it done <laughs> well, well a lot of times that's absolutely true vincent a hundred percent but it's also like from and, and this is my take on on uh youtube videos i want there to be something there whether it's a new technique a uh, new idea new design mm-hmm. or something there and it's something bigger than just like oh that was fun right and, right, right, 100%. And so, and so, like, you know, I always think about, is there, is there, like, a nut, I guess it's a nugget. I, I never really nugget. thought about it. It always comes but back to the nugget. Is there a nugget there, right? Like, uh, my infamous um, under underwhelming selling of the plant stand uh, video that was one of my best videos of all time. <laughs> um, like, but I would not have made a video on just a plant stand. So, uh, I, like, the reason, for me, that was, like, it was a plant stand I wanted to make and there was a little bit of a twist that it was self-watering and it wasn't much, right? It wasn't much, but that there's something there that I felt like had a little bit of a twist. Right. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. So 
I don't know where I was going with that, but it's it's that's where I think about it for my that's how I distinguish a YouTube project versus a Instagram project is is there something that's a little bit unique yep. in in the project that will 100%. give somebody value that's not that there's not a million videos on YouTube already about so it. So it's very funny because I've so I showed you so the makers on Zoom group we have a secret Santa. Mm-hmm. And um, I showed you the present I made for the person I made it for before we recorded. And that project took a little bit. So I've made similar things to that for myself a few times. But every time you make it, it changes. I don't want to get right. too specific because I know the person listens and I don't want them to be disappointed. But suffice it to say, suffice it to say that it took a lot of experimentation to get this mm-hmm. right. But I narrowed, once I got it right, I was like, oh, okay, had I done it this way, I would have gotten this right from the beginning. Yep. And now that, what that's I'm going to That's the twist. That's the nugget. That's the exactly. YouTube video. Right. It's not the project itself. The project mm-hmm. itself is very, very easy to do, right? The project right. itself, you can do it in your sleep. It's not a terribly difficult project. But the figuring it out part, in fact, the figuring yep. it out part, believe it or not, is what That's made me wait until the last minute to make the project. <laughs> right. Because it's like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to deal with that. And, you know, the wor- I'll give you another example. I got an order. You know those um, I murder veggies? This is where I murder veggies, yeah, yeah, yeah. bamboo boards I that sell. That got you re- that banned from um <laughs> Yeah, Instagram the ones that got me store. banned from Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I told. Did I tell that story? Any? I think yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it was before or after. Yeah, we basically, recording. I'm banned from selling on Facebook shops because I had something that had the word murder in the name of it, so I can't <laughs> sell there anymore. That, that's literally it. I'm done. I, I've tried. They said, nope, you are permanently banned. I'm like, that's so funny. I mean, right. not funny, but. It had a knife and it said murder. So I, I can imagine that there's nothing else on Facebook shopping that has the word murder and has a picture of a knife on it. You should, you should have just named it funny. like Muda. <laughs> like, this, is where, this is where I slay green food. I mean, yeah, exactly. Okay, right. cool. That'll work. Um, but I got an order. Somebody wanted – have you seen the Lionel Richie graphic? Hello, is it me you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so totally. There's a, there's a twist on it that people have done that's hello is it me you're cooking for ah and she ordered eight of them wow eight for on the bamboo ones Uh uh-huh eight bamboo cutting boards engraved with that on it and gift boxed is is like is there a laser engraved lionel richie on it Oh, there sure is. In fact, I'll show you. (laughs) I'm going to post a picture once they're all done because I finished weeding them tonight right before we recorded. But the funny part of it is, so let me ask you a question, Ethan. Mm -hmm. I know you don't have a laser, but just logically, logically. Okay. If I take four and put them in the laser versus if I put two in the laser and do it twice, what goes faster? Four at once or two runs of two? This is a trick question. Do I, I, well, I, I would say two, just because. Okay, why would you say? I'm just curious if there's a reason, or if if you were just going with the counterintuitive the, the, answer. Uh, I don't know. I be feel honest, like, it's okay. No, no, I, I no, I, and and part of it is just because that seems like the the less obvious answer. Yeah, um, and that's that that's kind of what it is actually. So yeah, no, but I think I mean it, sometimes things don't do well when they're overloaded. Maybe that's not the right reason, but like that's my mindset. Is like it's easier for the it to to 
I'll say it with a cricket, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. I can do two different uh, engravings, mm-hmm. and it, it it really confuses the machine sometimes because it wants to do every line, like it's printing out Correct. the thing. You're and on the right track, it, and it and it's, but it doesn't. So it doesn't do anything efficiently because it's trying to do a line at a time versus doing one etching and then the second etching. Okay, so okay. You are 100% right in your reasoning, and let me demonstrate it for you now. So in the first round, I did the first round Sunday night. Right before I started Maker's Waffle, I put all four for the first run of boards in the the Glowforge. I lined up four graphics. I hit go. It was three hours and 21 minutes to engrave. And for those of you that have lasers and are going, three hours and 21, that's ridiculous. No, it's bamboo. You have to go so damn slow with bamboo for it to engrave. It's ridiculous. So yeah, it was, each board is roughly, roughly 40, 50 minutes to engrave. So now multiply that by four. But here's the thing. (laughs) I learned it this morning. I was like, I wonder what the time difference would be. So remember, it's three hours and 20 minutes to do four. What would the time difference be to do two. The total time to do two was two hours and 40 minutes. I saved hmm. 30 to 40 minutes by doing two batches of two instead oh, so of you four did, at you, once. Did, you did four, but in two batches. I, yeah, I did it. And it took it took a 40 minutes less. Here's the here's what I'm thinking is happening. It's a matter of head travel. Mm-hmm. Right, it's right, right. Yep. All the movement. Yep. And I, I'm like you said with the crickets, sometimes, like I noticed when I did the four, it was trying to do a complete row of burning at a time. Yes. But when Versus I just did, finishing the damn four, when I did the two boards, it did it completely differently. It burned one, right. then moved over and burned the other. And there's, there's a 3D printing technique that, that works the same way, where it basically will complete an object and then move across the bed and complete the other object instead of completing one layer across the whole build plate. Yeah. And if you can make it do sequential printing rather than continuous printing, you can shave forever off your print times because it's much there's much less head movement and retraction and, and, and extrusion going on with a 3D printer. And I learned this weekend <laughs> that the Glowforge, in spite of it being a laser, works exactly the same way. The amount of head travel makes a huge difference. Now, that's did interesting. I know that's that? super interesting. I kind of knew it, but I didn't know it was that big a difference. Do you think I'm ever going to put four things on no, that bed again? Right. Hell no. Right. Now I want to do, huh, what would be the difference if I did one and right. just did it four times? Like, right. It's it. I mean, okay. So the one difference is the one difference is there's no pause in between, right? Yeah. There's no there's no realigning. Yeah. Re- you put four. You don't right. have to put the graphics in again. Right. You don't have to realign right. them with your. You don't. You just set it and forget it. Okay. I mm-hmm. get it. There and there are benefits to that. But man, that's a forty minute time saving, and it takes two minutes to set up the job. I'd much rather do two at a time. I'm right. never doing four again. Like I thought right. four I was like, oh, this is great. The upside was I was able to do four while I spent four hours talking to Andy and Jamie. No, oh, there you go. Right. Well, but, right. Well, I mean, that, the, that could be it. That's, that's the, the conscious time to do effort, four. though. That's a conscious effort uh, or yes. conscious decision is if you're going to do a four hour podcast, then then you, maybe it does make sense to do four at a time. Yeah, but I guess you don't have to touch it. Right. But it's it's it was so much less time. Yeah, that's interesting. To do the same amount of work. And you know, it's other like, interesting that uh, as I was listening, you say it because the you know the bamboo cutting boards are 
I think, right? Way less expensive. Oh, dude. But the time, I mean, and I'm guessing that it's still less expensive, even with the extra time. But that's something that I think we sometimes forget, too, is that sometimes less expensive materials actually cost more if you add in the time that it takes it. I'm not saying it with that, but that just reminded me of that because there's times when I've used less expensive materials and it's been such a nightmare to work with that it's actually, I guarantee it's costing me more because of the time I've had to spend with it. I'm just going to put the, I'm just going to say this. I never thought of that until you just said it, but I just realized something. I run maple through that machine three times faster than I can run bamboo Mm -hmm. through it to get a good engrave. Had I just, Oh wow. That you just blew my mind. Like I hadn't even thought of that. But yeah, the time saving it, the time true, saving I mean, of does... doing it in maple, like making a maple just knocking out a quick maple board and oh wow. Yeah. Huh. Well, and it's also the headache too. I mean and le- well, I don't less... have to make these, right? Yes, I buy but... them and engrave them. I mean I'm but not no, but I mean, but yeah, but I mean it can be applied to other things too. It's just it's just I, dude, I never thought yeah. of that. That's mm-hmm. that's that's crazy. Well, <laughs> like, that's one of our one of our pitfalls. I think that we all, it, myself, absolutely, is how much time is time is value, right? Yeah. And and we we undervalue time sometimes versus the materials. And I that's don't even really charge bad... for labor, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know. Cook, uh, I don't, and I, right. I'm bad about it, but well, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't. No, I don't either. I'm horrible about it. And I, it, as we've talked about before, sometimes that's okay if if it's mm-hmm. if it's something that if it's a hobby and it's what you're doing anyways, and you want to do it, then and you're basically covering your costs of materials and stuff like that's fine. Don't worry about it. But if it's a business, right? You want to. I mark up my materials enough to cover yes, my right. perceived labor, right? I do I actually sit the there right and go, this is going to take me this many hours? No, I don't. I literally don't. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I do. I should. I yeah, should. I mean, you should in only, I, I only think that in the sense of making sure that your, the markup on your materials is enough to cover it. Like I, I, yeah, I think that makes more sense to do it that way personally than doing like an hourly wage. I can't do with, hourly. With what we do with what we do. And right? I'm going to tell you why I can't. One of the reasons I can't do hourly. Okay. I'm going to just, okay. I make a cutting board, right? A cutting board is a really, a cutting board is the perfect thing because the one nice thing about a cutting board is the process is the same. You will never mm-hmm. do it differently. You will do it the same way a million times until you get to the point where it's such second nature that your billable hours are so low anyway that as long as you're covering your materials, you're probably not putting in an hour of labor anymore. Right, right. So when I make a cutting board, where, where is the labor? Okay, the labor is getting the getting the wood together, like going through my supply, figuring out what wood's going to work, fish, trimming it down so that it's roughly the size of a finished board, Okay. And then ripping it on the table saw so that it's the right thickness to stack together to make the board. Then it's sanding and shape and routing and shaping the corners, putting the feet on, putting the finish on. Most of the stuff I do with a cutting board doesn't take long anymore. Why? Because I've been doing them for so long now, they're just routine. Like I I can get a cutting board now done start to finish, not counting waiting time because I wait six hours for oil and six to eight hours for the glue to dry, right? So if you take those 12 to 14 hours out, I can get a cutting board done, start to finish in about three hours. 
and that's like done, like ready to ship done, including engraving it. And what am I going to charge for that? Right. <laughs> like, right. If I had to charge for three hours of labor, three hours of labor. And I say that because it's like a lot of the labor of making a cutting board is waiting for stuff to dry. Right. For stuff to, you know, like, Hey, I wet down. Now watch, I, I, take it off i take it off the the sander and i take it off the router and the first thing i do is i spray it with water and alcohol to pop the grain right off the bat the first thing i do with it pop the grain and then i just sand it down to 220 right so if i do all that (laughs) what's the labor on that well you took you two hours well did it because it took 90 minutes of that for the water to dry (laughs) right right you know exactly is yeah. that two hours of labor? Not really. No, well, it's not. It's not. And, and maybe not with cutting boards because you know you know what you're doing. But I also think there's the what does Jimmy say? The um, going to school or whatever. Yes, there, you go to school on the first one. <laughs> right. So like, there's projects where if I calculated the time that it took me, it would be I'd be losing like money. Right. Sure. But. There, but I get I've I learned a ton and I got to do something I never would have done otherwise and all those things like there's value in that as well. So and that's but that's really hard to calculate uh you know put a price on right you can't you can't you can't so I mean it's 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 a juggling act I think in a lot of, a lot of times it's a and juggling the flip act. Side, the flip side to it also is okay I can put a price on what something costs with my labor right but that would price me right out of the market. <laughs> right, right. It would because yeah. an edge an edge grain cutting board, an edge grain cutting board is not an expensive cutting board. Even the bigger ones like I charge my prices for for non-friends, I think for like a 20 by you know, a 20 by 20, which I have to do all by hand because it won't fit through my planer. So those are the big mothers. Well, those yeah, get done right. on That's those get done on Tweaky. Yeah. Right. Those take a ton of work, a ton of setup with the CNC. But, you know, those big boards, I charge $200 for those. I mm-hmm. do that all day long. But the right. smaller ones that I can get through the planer, as long as they're 12 and three quarters or less, and they can go through my planer, charge like 160 bucks, 170 mm-hmm. bucks for a bigger one, and like 140 for a smaller one. You know, it's, and I, obviously my friends don't pay the, my normal prices, but even my friends, like they're getting a price that I still can make money on. Right. They don't, my friends, the one thing I love about my friends is they will pay. If I told my friends there is no friend discount on these because the material's expensive, they'll be like, okay. Well, you, know, you have no idea. I mean, it's ridiculous what it, my friends will pay. And I, I learned that the hard way because I had to raise my prices. But what I did to raise my prices, and this is this is a smart way to do this. And I was very proud of myself. I didn't raise my prices. I just started charging for shipping again. Yeah, exactly. And it, it helps you cover it, right? When I mean, you, when you ship, yeah. a, you know, you ship a, a five pound cutting board. It's like fourteen dollars to ship right. it UPS right. ground. Right. Okay. Well, guess what? It's fourteen dollars to ship it. And I tell them up front, listen, board's going to be blank. And it's going to be plus whatever the shipping is. And I, I literally just pass the shipping along. I don't want to pay for the shipping. Yep. I used to factor that into the cost of the board, but now the material is more expensive. Well, I, I think there's times there's times to do the free shipping and there's times to not. I don't even do it in my store anymore. Well, and that I, that's great. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I, I just think don't. I, I think there, you don't need to, right? I, I the, the, the hard part is I don't know if I need to or not, but I can't afford yeah. to. See, right. I used to be able to ship right. everything right USPS. I didn't yeah. give a damn. It went out first class. It cost me $4, right? But here's the problem with shipping first class. Like, I ordered a pen from Justin, a, mm-hmm. um, 
for Beth for Christmas. Well, for Hanukkah, really. Um, I ordered the pen. The pen got here, right? It, 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 it didn't not get here. But the problem is it got here and the box was just demolished. <laughs> and I was like, okay, if I had ordered this, you know, as a proper gift, like a real, like, this is a very key gift. Mm-hmm. Justin does a really nice job on his pens. He puts them in a nice box. Oh, yeah. They look really nice. They're beautiful, right? I got that pen. It The box was just destroyed. And I was like, all right. Well, you know, whatever. It doesn't, that's not going to look at it and go, where did you get this? You know? Right. She just, she loves the pen because the pen is freaking gorgeous. Yeah. But, but I don't ship stuff USPS anymore because not only can I not rely on it getting there in one piece, I almost sometimes, I mean, I've had stuff that I've had to remake. Right. I don't want to deal with that. I just don't want to deal with it. Like USPS will always tell you like, well, what are you worried about? We'll give you insurance. You can have insurance and we'll pay you. Yeah, that's great. But I still have to remake the thing. Right. Well, it, right. It's, 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 different. <laughs> it's, it's different for handcrafted goods versus like something you can buy at like stop and shop. Right. Correct. I mean, right. Yeah, and I don't need the replacement cost. I need. Okay. It's Christmas time. If you break a charcuterie board that I sent to someone. The, it's nice that you're going to give me the material back. Thank you. Now, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to lose a day or two making another one. You know? It, it, it is so funny. I was joking about this with Bettina, uh, I think, last night or the night before. So um, I so I sent the ping pong paddles that I made for Drew, mm-hmm. a fish shop. Um, I sent those. And then I also sent a, um, and I won't get into it, but a very, very sentimental custom bracelet to uh salt and pine who make she does a ton of she does amazing work but she does a ton of like custom hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that and uh and she lives in maine so i live in boston and anyone that knows geography knows that boston's much closer to maine than it is to he's in i think he's in around grand rapids michigan is where drew is i sent them both on i think monday of last week and the ping pong paddles got there before thanksgiving <laughs> and I, I i literally was just looking it up because I, I was worried because it is a very sentimental thing um i just looked it up and it it got delivered the the bracelet got delivered today to salt and pine in maine which is like i could have driven it there <laughs> like three times way more than three times in that time frame is it's just it's so crazy how different like i don't know what what it is well, about usps but you want to hear something that's even more aggravating and i don't expect everyone that's listening to know northeast geography but i think you'll get the point very quickly as to what happened here so i live north of new north of new york city northwest of new york city just north of where new jersey and new york meet okay i am about as far south in New York as you can go without being in New Jersey over the border. The I ordered a package from eBay. It went through USPS. It shipped from New Jersey, the next state south that I can literally walk to. Okay. I ordered it. It came from New Jersey. It went from here to Texas to Queens <laughs> to Queens where JFK airport is. Okay. Yeah. That's 55 miles from my house. Nowhere near me. It's, it's, it's all the way East. It's a straight line East from where it was shipped. That then went 40 miles North to white plains and then 22 miles West to me. It took four days to get here. 
I could have gone to New Jersey, picked it up and brought it home on the same day if I knew <laughs> that this guy was in New, in New Jersey. I don't, I know USPS has their whole regional system where it's got to go from, from hub to hub, from big hub to smaller hub to smaller hub to you. I understand that that's the way it works. But when something is one state south of you and it takes four days to get to you because it's got to go hub to hub to hub, like it's just, you just realize how stupid it is. Sometimes I order stuff and I see it's coming USPS and I just go, I'm probably not going to get that. And it wasn't (laughs) always like this, by the way. No, it wasn't. When I started doing this, when I opened my online store, I only shipped USPS to the point where the lady at my, my mail carrier, she knew me. Like she, if I didn't put a bag out for her to take every day, she would just check with me to make sure I didn't have anything. She would ring my bell and just go, "Hey, do you have anything for me today?" <laughs> Did you forget? Yeah. Well, the, the the again, this is all uh, COVID. Well, not all, but this is <laughs> COVID impacted. Um, but yeah, last year when I was shipping Christmas presents to family because we couldn't get together or whatever, um, I literally shipped two different packages on the same day. No, two. Sorry. I would have shipped them on the same day, but uh, a day apart to my brother in Concord, Massachusetts. I live in Denham, Massachusetts. Concord's it's literally close the next to you, town. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, it takes, it's a 40 minute drive at uh-huh. most. Um, and I mailed them because of COVID or whatever. And one of them got there like two days later. The <sighs> other one went from here to, I think it was Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> Down to, uh, down to, basically down to like, call me maybe, um, Texas area. Back to, what was it? It was somebody, it was like, like Oklahoma. And then it, it finally got there in like February. <laughs> it, but the, it literally like the, one day and one day difference. And that was the, yeah, it was crazy. I I have a friend and in, Vincent. Uh, you're gonna have to edit this out, but uh, you should check out your uh, Instagram messages. Ooh, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> um, I'm not editing that out. That's awesome. <laughs> now when I now when it happens, that's a soft yes, but it's a it's a yes. All right. Um, that's that's really awesome. I have a friend that lives in South Carolina. And I've shipped her stuff on many occasions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, I, I'm not even joking. I probably shipped her stuff five or six times. Two out of those six times, it ended up in Guam. Two out of six uh, times. Yes, I remember this, Vincent. I, Guam. Dude, yeah. Guam. Like, yeah. we're not even talking, like, it's not even this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's another country. <laughs> well, and like, like, in the customs... Like, how does it even get across the borders? Well, so Guam is a U.S. territory. Oh, okay. It is another country, but it is a U.S. territory. So thank God there's no customs. Um, But yeah, it went from here to Guam and it got processed and then shipped back from Guam to South Carolina. It's very cultured. It's it's got a lot of culture. It's traveled more than me, basically. (laughs) Well, there you go. Exactly. Right, right, right. (laughs) I love it, man. It's just... It's funny. It is. It, it, sometimes it, you just have to laugh about it because it is so ridiculous. Well, this but. is why. This is why you know when you and I get annoyed by it, but at the same time, you know, I've gotten a reputation and I appreciate the reputation because I feel like I've earned it. But as a, like a guy who knows about logistics and shipping right. and that kind of stuff, right. and it's really funny when something like this happens. I'm not even like surprised. It's just like right. this is just. I literally just sit there and go, "This is ridiculous." Like that's all. That's the only reaction I could muster is. 
this is ridiculous. I, I still think one. I mean, and I learned this from you lit, literally is the like if you're doing this, if you're selling things to any degree and and shipping them, get a thermal printer and do it out of your house. It is so much cheaper and oh so much easier. God. It's like, that, it's mind blowing. And I waited so long, Vincent. Like, <laughs> I think we talked about it, like one mm-hmm. of the, maybe the third or fourth episode that I, that I was on. Mm-hmm. And it took me probably another like six months to actually pull the trigger, maybe even longer. And it's like, it saved me. So, I mean, yes, the thermal printer costed, you know, it's, it's not cheap. It's a couple, it's like a hundred something bucks. Right. Yep. Um, and packaging costs a little bit of money, but you're mm-hmm. going to pay the packaging anyways if you go to the, you know, the postal service or UPS or whatever. Anyways, especially now that like pirate ship has UPS uh, and those and that, options. That, I mean, look, I mean, I've been a big advocate of Shippo forever. And the reason I was a big advocate of Shippo was because you had a choice between USPS and UPS. Shippo is a great service. I use them still to this day because I like the way they import my orders directly from Wix and I don't have to do anything. When I get an order on Wix, it's sitting there waiting for me and I fulfill it. It's a two-way communication. It goes back. That's the reason I use Shippo now because the only reason to use Shippo if you don't have a store is because of UPS and you have access to UPS and their bulk rates. But that's not anymore. And if you're going, and I'm, t- I keep telling people this, and nobody listens to me until they do it, and then they do it, and they go, "Oh, I should have listened to you." <laughs> but if you're going to the UPS store, <laughs> you're getting robbed. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I'll tell you what. If you're going to the UPS store, come to me. I will ship your stuff. I will charge you what the UPS store charges. I will box everything. I'll do everything. I'll charge you just. I'll charge you five dollars less than what the UPS store charges you. There you go. I'll I'll make that offer to people in my area. I will charge you $5 less than the UPS store charges you. Okay? There you go. There Instant you go. $5 coupon. Come to me. I'll charge you what they charge you for everything minus $5. I will be the richest man in the world if I start making UPS sales at the rate that they charge, not the rate that I pay. Right. My rate is almost what my company pays, and my company is a multi-million dollar company because I use Shippo. And if you use pirate ship, you get the exact same rates now. It just, it's silly. Don't go to the UPS store and ship anything. Get your own, get a couple of your own boxes. Hell, if you're going to use Amazon boxes, fine. I hate the idea, but just flip them inside out. Make yourself well, look somewhat honestly, professional. Honestly, I, I mean, honestly, if, if you're going to ship out, I, I think 10 products probably. It, it's probably pay, worth it. It'll probably pay for itself. The, Buy your the, box. The, if the you, printer. You buy your boxes from Uline and you time it correctly. Yeah. It's cheaper than getting boxes from the UPS store. No, 100%. It's more, and then the, the printer too, but like the printer pays for itself so fast. I'm yeah. t- the, so the rate, the discount rate, the discount rate at um, Shippo is forty four percent off retail. Forty four percent. So that means if something's costing you twelve to thirteen dollars to ship it through Shippo, it would have cost you twenty four to ship it, twenty to twenty four to ship it um, directly. You do that enough times. That's saving $10, let's say, every time you ship something. What is that, 15 shipments? If you're not doing that in a year, you shouldn't be shipping your own stuff anyway. But You know what else, though, going back to our conversation earlier about like sending people surprise things and stuff like that, it, mm-hmm. that makes a big difference for me, too, because all of a sudden I can kind of – it's like less of a financial – like if it sure. costs me – if it, if it costs me you know, $10 – 
in materials to make the thing. And then it cost me another $10 to ship it. That, that would be a harder decision than if it cost me, you know, $11 or $12 to do the whole process. Right. Like, I don't know. It made it, it, it that also made it easier for me to kind of do that and get me reinvigorated into making again. So, yeah. And, and you know, Hey, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal. I'm, yeah. I, I, Everything that everything that that creates friction stops you from doing yes. the things you yeah, like exactly. doing. There you go. Right. 100%. You know, and yep. if you like giving gifts and it's a pain in the ass to ship, you're not going to give gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you like, I I love I love sending stuff to people unexpected. It's just yes. fun as hell. Like once right. I get your address, be prepared. You may get a free gift at some right. point. Just right. because I'll 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 make something. I'll think of you, and instead of keeping it for myself, I'll send it to you. Exactly. You know, and I like doing stuff like that, you know, even if you don't ask for it. <laughs> yep. No, <laughs> even totally. if you don't want it, you'll probably. Yeah. Well, you're stuck with it. So deal exactly. With it. <laughs> so we actually have, we actually have some reviews that oh, we let's should. Hear it. Let's, let's do some reviews, right? Let's do it. All right. So the first review is from Greg Wally of Platte Valley Woodworks. Um, five stars. This was this was left on August thirty first. How long we it's been since we've done reviews? Um, he says this podcast is always a joy to listen to. I just finished with every back episode, so now I'm waiting for every Wednesday for the next episode to drop. Thank you, Vincent and Ethan, for always giving us great content for our ear holes. Well, first of all, Greg, you're absolutely insane for listening to every episode. I haven't even listened to every episode, <laughs> but that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Um, I remember as he was getting through them, he was. Every once in a while, I'd get a message from him where he would message me about uh, somebody that we talked to. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just just remember I'm going through your, all your old episodes. So it's, you know, I just heard this one for the first time. Oh, right, right. I was wondering why you were telling me something that happened months and months and months ago. But that was that was really cool. Like, I love I love when people tell us they've gone back to the old catalog and just started binging the old episodes. So. That's it's great. so funny, Vincent, because I, I I did that with podcasts. <laughs> like when I first found out about podcasts and this maker community and all those things, I remember doing that and being so excited and then being so disappointed when it, when someone when that podcast did not put out an episode. Uh, or when you Ever, or, yeah. or when you get to a point where you're caught up. It's like when you're bin- when you binge a show that's still on TV, when you binge right. it on Netflix. And then you oh, oh now I have to wait for it to air. What the hell is this crap? Right, I don't right right right. I yeah I'm supposed to be able to watch this all the way through. <laughs> or when when you get to uh, you're watching Americans for the second time, and for some reason in your head there are seven seasons and there's only six, and that's where I'm at right now. I'm like literally like three episodes from the end of the sixth season, and I'm I'm just so warning sad. you by the way. I'm just no, warning I've you. I've, I've, I've seen the whole thing. I know exactly what happens. I'm about to do my next watch through of that series. Ah, it's like, such I a great show. Stop. It really I, I've is watched a great show. It, it would be the third watch, third or fourth, the fourth, yeah. fourth watch through of that series. It's, it is. I mean, I really do love that show. I, I, th- I think it's one of the greatest shows. I think I absolutely think it is. And I think anyone who I think there is people who agree with us, and then there are people who are wrong. That's that's pretty much the way it works. <laughs> you know, um, but it's, it's it's there's so much to it too. There's it's very thoughtful. There's a lot of intrigue and all that, but there's it's a lot of like really interesting social or like emotional 
dynamics to it as well. Can I tell you, there are two shows that I've just finished on Netflix that were both fantastic. Yeah. Um, and they're not even my things of the week. They're just, since we're talking about shows, I watched the show Hellbound. Oh, which I, is, have not, it, I have not watched that. It's a Korean show. Hmm. It is. Okay. I'm just going to warn you flat out. It's gory as hell. Okay. Which not surprising because like it's a, Squid Games or much more than Squid Game. Okay. It's a very brutal, gory show. However, it is wonderfully written. The storyline is fantastic, and the way it goes down is excellent. Like it's a good. It's six episodes. You'll you can finish it in an evening. I finished it in one night. Like that's how it was easy to watch. The other show I watched on Netflix, and I'm I'm late to the party on this one. I readily admit it. A show called You? Never seen it. Dude, you have to watch this show. Really? Three what seasons. It, it is an amazing show. Psychological huh. as hell. It's um I don't know how to describe I, I don't know how to describe it without giving too much away. But if you read the description of season one on Netflix, it pretty much sets the tone for all three seasons. The ending of season three is so good. That if I had known it was going to be that good, I would have looked forward to getting to it a lot more. I was getting sad as it was getting <laughs> toward the end because like, oh, no, we're going to be over with it. Oh, no. It's brilliant. It's a fantastic show. I'm sure someone in the audience has watched it. And the third right. show, which we just finished last night, last night, Saturday night, um, Hannah on Amazon Prime, the last season, um, season three it was the last season this season unbelievable show just freaking fantastic it's a fun action show with a good storyline not overdeveloped not trying to be something it's not just a damn good action show really good stuff the third like season it. was brilliant and they ended it perfectly so there That's you go awesome. three shows yeah <laughs> put those in the show notes so i can remember i will put every one of those <laughs> i'll put every one of those in the show notes so that people can catch up on them they're they're all good so i love how we went to like our tv shows of the week <laughs> right we're back to doing that yeah. well apparently we're all going to be locked down for COVID again right soon now, so right? might as well start mm-hmm. watching tv mm-hmm. um but the shows for those of you that want won't go look at the show notes which is most of you um you and hellbound on netflix and hannah on amazon prime so and the americans for anyone that's stupid enough yeah, I mean, not to have watched it already good lord have we talked about the americans so enough. many times so i don't many even times. think we can talk about it. i would love to do I would love to do like an MST3K type show <laughs> of us doing commentary tracks over right. the Americans ah, because it's such a, such good, a good show and there's, it's so deep. But yep. Next review that we got, November 4th, 2021 <laughs> by Mark Adam Arnold, but some of you know him as the Grumpy Woodchucker. <laughs> uh, one of our most- Such a good guy. One of our most strident supporters. The guy's yes, a trip. 100%. I love this dude. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Five stars, super enjoyable. These guys are easy to listen to because they're so genuine. Likeable, kind, and paying the love forward by featuring other makers. Keep up the hard work, guys. You're appreciated. And Leather Daddy rocks. Go Leather Daddy. <laughs> I don't know what he's meaning, so we should just move on. <laughs> just keep keep moving on. I also <laughs> want to point out, before we get to our things of the week, that the shop on the website is, in fact, open. And oh, yeah, I right. have it on good authority that it closed a sale. I'm not awesome. even. I'm not even kidding. It closed the sale. Um, is there is there like a deadline for Christmas? No, Do we know. I mean, if if people are giving us like if your shop is already there, then you know the links take you directly to their shops. Okay. So 
I mean, if you have a shop and you're not already listed on there, I mean, give it a shot. I don't know if you're going to get, look, I don't know if you're going to get sales. I just know that we've at least gotten one. Maybe somebody bought stuff and didn't say where they found out about you from. In fact, Mark, Mark Arnold is actually one of the people in the shop. So we have Devin Williamson, 292 by Devin. We have Justin Ofler, Bare Naked. We have Rebecca Cole. Rebecca, I'm so sorry if I, f- I just met you and I'm sorry if I don't know your full name. I know you as Bex C. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy Woodchucker, um, Ken Madden. And of co- and today we got um, Derek. Oh boy, I don't know him by his. I know none of these people by their real names. I know it's so hard. He's Ujaga PV. <laughs> That's the name he goes by. I can't remember his name. I'm such an ass. I should have had that ready. I'm sorry. But all these people have shops. Well, you know what? It just means you guys got to go check it out. On the yeah, website. now you got to check it out to make me look better and buy something from these people. The, sh- the, the link is becausewemake.com slash listener shops. If you haven't already checked it out, there's some good stuff there. And um, these are people that really do support the show. And all of them are longtime supporters of the show. So we would really appreciate it. Members of the community. too. Yes. That's the other thing. If you're in the market for something and you want something, they have something go buy from them. Like go go to them first. Their stuff's not on shipping contain. Well, actually, Bex might be. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> her stuff's coming from Australia. Actually, so is Ujaga PV's. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. You know, I'm not I'm just going to stop. A, I don't. I have no, I have no idea how to pronounce I that. I've never heard his stuff. His is name. amazing. Holy crap! It's really cool. He's he's very talented. I love that. I love the clock that I picked for his thumbnail. Yep. It's oh, just yeah. really cool. So, you know how much I love clocks, Vincent. I sure do, Ethan. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I'm a sucker for lights and the clocks. But. Shall we do things of the week? Uh, sure, I guess. Awesome. Uh, um, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Give me the... Because, Ethan, you did... I think you said it on the other... You were going to give us an eye roller of a thing of the week. Yeah. So my thing of the week is something that is absolutely unnecessary and kind of over the top but i really do like it and i think there is something to be said for that vincent sometimes oh boy sometimes you know you just is this like what you told yourself as you went to buy this thing no like, no is, you know, this was a present this was a present okay it was a birthday present uh from my brother and sister-in-law Ooh. um but i i only say that because when i got it i was like this looks really cool but i really feel like this is like an unnecessary way to spend money um, anyways, all right, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is the Ember Mug, E-M-B-E-R Mug, and it's a Bluetooth coffee mug. Listen, I'm just going to tell you one time. Not only is that not unnecessary, I'm just waiting a little while longer until everything's done and I get paid for Christmas stuff, and I'm getting one. Oh, I, dude, all right, it's, yes. Okay, yes, so, okay. Well, all right, so... Thankful. Thank you. Yes. Because no, I don't think this is an unnecessary thing. I think this, if you're, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to stomp on your thing of the week, but yeah. I am so excited about this. I've wanted one for so long. Vincent, it is so worth it. Like you have no, I, like I'm, so I'm not a, I'm not a coffee snob by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I do like good coffee. I like espresso. Like I, I like good coffee, mm-hmm. but one of the, one of the biggest things, like when I, what at work, well, not even at work, but one of the things I always struggle with is like coffee is really, really enjoyable for a really short amount of like the window, <laughs> the window of the temperature to where I enjoy it is very short, very small, right? It's so true. It's so hot or so, or, or it's too cold. I'm, yeah, I'm like the, what's a, 
Um, Goldilocks. Goldilocks. I'm like the Goldilocks of coffee. Um, <laughs> and, and, and again, I don't want to sound like a pre, prima donna or anything like that. But like the, the truth of the matter is, is when I go, when I'm in the office and I get a, cu- a cup of coffee, I get it and it's like too hot for a little while. I have a couple sips. All right, that's good. And then, and then I end up throwing out half of my coffee because I want to go get another because it's cold and I want to go get another cup of coffee. So anyways, the Ember mug is a Bluetooth um, enabled coffee mug that heats your coffee or keeps your coffee at the exact degree that you prefer. So uh, they they set it for 135 degrees, which is what most people enjoy. And I, I, that's actually what I enjoy as well. Um, and they keep it at that. So like when it's when it's hot, when it's hotter than that, the the app, there's an app that tells you that, oh, it's too hot. And then when it gets to 135 degrees, it says it's ready to drink and it keeps it at that uh, that temperature the whole time that you're drinking your coffee it is it, it's amazing it's probably like the one thing that i've enjoyed uh, so i my uh, brother and sister-in-law got it for me for my birthday last year and i brought it into the into my office and it's the one thing i look forward to to go like in my commute to driving into the office i'm, I'm just gonna tell you man i don't think this is unnecessary because if you're okay, so I'm just gonna tell you what my mornings typically look like. My morning typically is I make breakfast, mm-hmm. I go down to the shop at some point to do stuff, I come up and I make myself a cup of coffee. And then while I'm doing the last few things as I'm getting ready for work, I don't just sit there and drink this cup of coffee. This cup of coffee usually follows me around the house. If you're walking around the house with a cup of coffee, I promise you it's gonna be cold by the time you finish it. It just will be. And one of the things that drives me crazy is when I get to the bottom and it's like ice cold. Right. And I just usually end up when it gets to that point, I end up just dumping out the last little bit of it, which sucks because I hate wasting. I love coffee and I hate Mm -hmm. wasting it. And I have wanted to get one of these for the longest freaking time. So as much as you think this is and look, it's clearly a luxury. Oh, it's I I get maybe that's what the the better term is. It's a luxury. item. It's an absolute luxury item. But you know what? There are people who buy $7,000 wine fridges. Right, right, so, right. So, you know what? If I'm going to buy a $130 coffee mug, then leave me alone. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I, I honestly, I was, I really didn't think I would appreciate it as much as I do. Like, and that's, it, I, that's I really exactly do. it. And, and it, it, the, the funny thing about it is that one, I like what basically would, what would always happen when I went to work is I'd get three cups of coffee. And I drink one third of each of them and throw the like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I'd have three cups, but I really only drank a third of each of those because the temperature was like wrong. And at work, coffee is free. So I just dump it out. So not only do like, do I get one cup of coffee now? It, the whole thing tastes better, too. Like, yeah. I, I really there there is something to be said. And I'll challenge anyone Anyone that says that, like, I'm a coffee snob by saying this, I'll, I will challenge you to this. If you drink the same the cup of coffee at the right temperature the whole time, it doesn't have to be fancy coffee. The, I'm I'm talking about getting coffee out of like one of those big push, like, you know, big dispensers. Mm-hmm. Not not a Keurig or anything like that. I'm getting this out of that. If you have the coffee at the right temperature, it tastes so much better. Yep. So anyways, it's, I'm a huge not, fan it's not of the it. Same. I didn't think I was going to be a big fan of it. 
I, I, I thought I would enjoy it, but I did not think I would be as big of a fan of it as I am. I am just going to tell you this much. I'm just going to tell you this much. When I saw, so there's a channel called Techmoan. I don't know if you've ever seen his stuff. Mm-hmm. He's he's a YouTuber. He does weird tech, like kind of older tech reviews. And a couple of, I think it was last year, he did a review of the Ember Mug. And he pretty much said the same thing that we're saying. It's a total luxury item. Right. It's totally, it totally unnecessary. I, yeah. And if you drink a lot of coffee, you will appreciate it the whole entire time you have it. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things he demoed, and this made me think of Justin. Justin's getting a lot of a lot of uh, discussion tonight. <laughs> but I thought of Justin when I when I saw this. The first time you turn it on, there's a firmware update, and and the guy from Techmoan goes. If this isn't the most 2020 thing you've ever seen, <laughs> you turn on your mug and you have to do a firmware update. And I just right, started right. laughing. I'm like, yep, that yeah. is 2020 in a nutshell. Your yep. freaking mug needs a firmware update. <laughs> but that's a good one, man. The Ember mug. There's a bunch of models. I'll just link one of them. But th- their website has all of them on there. And you should definitely, if you're there, a coffee it, person. It is worth it. If you, if you enjoy coffee, it's, it, it, it is worth yes. it. It is a luxury item. It's a They splurge. have a black and copper one that I really, really want. I know. I like the copper one. <laughs> I don't black have and that. Copper. But black and, and copper the, the, travel one, the travel ones are nice, too. But yeah. what I have is just the basic <laughs> mug with the... I but, don't have a well, long enough commute to get the travel one anymore. I, if I was still working in Queens, I probably would. Well, and and that's the thing is, uh, is I, but like I said, it's actually kind of like a nice, it kind of, it's a nice treat for me to do the commute. Mm-hmm. I get there and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going to have good coffee today. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but the one thing, one huge shout out, which my dad, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, told me from experience is you cannot get the bottom of those things wet. They there's a connection that can corrode. Huh. Do not always dry the mug. Interesting. Yes, a hundred percent. I thought they were just induction, so they have pins on the bottom. There's like two little pins. Oh, and that some sucks. Circles. Yeah, That's stupid. I could put my stupid. toothbrush in the freaking. In it it the is sink. stupid, but it's it's it, oh, if you man. if you just dry off the bottom, you're okay. good. Good to yeah. know. I did not know no. that. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, okay. but when they they put it all over the package, they put it all over the mug. Well, let's be honest, Ethan. Most people don't even wash their coffee mugs. That's why I know. They, exactly. they rinse them out. Let's let yep. let's exactly. be honest. You can all you can all pretend that you wash all look if oh, you I don't, don't wash it, Vincent. I just dry it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just make sure it's dry. I don't Oh look, I don't there's clean stuff it. in the bottom of the mug. Let me put another pot of co- another cup of coffee in it just yeah, to exactly. clean it up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's extra flavor. <laughs> but Excellent. Ember mug. Okay, Ethan, I have a confession for my thing yes. of the week. Okay. The, my thing of the week is a YouTube video. <laughs> oh. Okay. It has 117 million views. Wow. Oh, so, it's, you know, it's kind of a, low, yeah, it a, low, a slow burn. Yeah, you know, one of those guys, those unknowns that we like to promote on this <laughs> podcast. We, don't, we like to take the unknown YouTubers and really just... Um, <laughs> okay, look. I'm, I'm just going to say it outright. I've never watched a Mr. Beast video. Okay, I'm aware of him. Actually, I'm aware of him. I love what he does. I see the thumbnails. I'm like, that's freaking cool. I'll watch that at some. I've never gotten around to watching a Mr. Beast video. Sorry, before you get started, who's the guy that I just watched something recently? Did an interview with Mr. Beast when he was laying on the sofa. Oh, that's that's old. Yeah, I don't remember who did it, but I do know the video you're talking about. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, no worries. Okay, so, Mr. Beast, YouTube is very good at suggesting things to me. 
And just by suggesting this, they got me to watch it. And I am now subscribed to Mr. Beast. I am one of the (laughs) 81.7 million subscribers that he has. This dude's a a beast. (laughs) Okay. He did a $456,000 prize money version of Squid Game. Now... You think, oh, okay, what did he do? Like he did it in his backyard? No, 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 no. Not in his house. No. He recreated all of the games from Squid Game and had people play them. 456 people showed up to play actual Squid Game games. Now, granted, nobody died, but they did make it, you know, they filmed it. It looked like a condensed version of squid games. They did um, like when people got shot in some of the events, they had pop packs in their stomachs so that they would just pop and look like they got shot. Um, it was a hell of a production and it's just, dude, it's a 25 minute video. And if you love squid game, you will love this video because you realize just holy crap. Did he get it right? Like he got it so right everything's right that the obstacles the the games themselves except for the obvious the last one squid game the squid game itself which they couldn't obviously do that would be youtube would never let them do that so they did <laughs> they did um uh, musical chairs um, i'm not spoiling anything they they did musical chairs but of course musical chairs for four hundred and fifty six thousand dollars becomes a very <laughs> cutthroat thing to do <laughs> right um yeah it's just it's it's fantastic if you haven't watched it, if I know there are people who who are morally or you know whatever position you have, you don't like Mr. Beast. Fine, I get it. He's not everyone's cup of tea. But this, if you're a Squid Game fan, just watch what happens when actual people are playing it, and you realize the show was good, but it didn't quite catch the nuance <laughs> of what real people will do for a lot of money. <laughs> Because people are jerks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I really, I really, really enjoyed it. And like I said, now I'm one of his subs. So there's a bunch of videos now because now once you subscribe to someone, I'll freaking forget about it. Now it's like every suggestion is like five Mr. Beast videos. So I'll probably check out a couple. But <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a good one. And if, like I said, if you're a fan, you're going to really dig it. So. It's called $456,000 Squid Game in Real Life. That's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. You know what else is good stuff? RB, buy me a coffee. Oh, very good. Yes. The other good thing is getting the answer right. (laughs) The other good thing is getting money for doing this trivel that everyone listens (laughs) to every week. Even Um, when you don't have a guest, right? Yeah. And some of those people supporting this drivel include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde. Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from Arlo Woodworks and DIY, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from JH Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Anguiano from Native Sun Wood Art, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Daddy Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langerworks, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake from imakejake.com, Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and the Clamp Podcast, 
Kim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff from The Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth from The Proper Tools Podcast, and Chris Raley of Route 9 Signs. Thank you all so much for donating to the show. You make it possible because we are broke. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're, we're shipping everything. We have no money. Um <laughs> If you can't support the show financially, we still appreciate anything you can do to share the show, review the show, turn someone else onto it and get someone else involved because that's what keeps the show going. We can't do it without you and we don't want to do it without you because if you're not there, we're probably just going to take the week off. So thank you very much for everything you do to make this show possible. As I said earlier, if you haven't already and if you're still looking for Christmas gifts, don't forget to go to becausewemake.com slash listener shops to patronize some of the people that make this show possible, the longtime supporters that want to get their hat in the ring. And if you're going to buy something, hey, shop small. You know, everybody talks about shopping small. Here's your chance to actually shop small, not just buy from a chain that's based in the United States. Let's shop small from actual small people, and let's make sure that we do that going forward. Not actual small people. Well, I mean, some of them are are small. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure um, Mark Arnold is a is like a midget or something. I'm I don't know maybe that'd be really awkward if he's like seven feet tall, <laughs> like a basketball star in high school or something. That would be pretty funny. And right now he's writing to both of us on Instagram. Yeah. I can tell you for a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's going to do it. Um, we had a guest this week, but he had technical difficulties. We are going to reschedule him. And while we were talking, we got a confirmation. The master plan, the master plan is in effect for this month. So Fingers crossed. And just, just in advance, we're going to tell you up front, we're probably going to take about three weeks off. So the last week of December and probably the first two weeks of January, because there's a couple of things that are going on that I'm going to need to tear down this computer and rebuild it. And I don't want the pressure of having to get the show done. So right after we finish the last episode of the year, which is going to be the episode that airs December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve, um, we are, I'm going to tear down this computer and rebuild it. And it's going to take me a little time. I don't want to do this show for my Surface Pro. I have a nice setup here. So we are going to take a couple of weeks off. We do it every year, which is this year. We're going to just take an extra I think week. we should just do it like on our phones, like, uh, like, speakerphone yeah hey you know what i i've heard that i've heard that some people do podcasts that way Uh, (laughs) who am i to judge (laughs) (laughs) but i really i i I mean it from the bottom of my heart i know we 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 don't we don't take weeks off like we just don't this show has been on every week and i appreciate the fact that every week we come back and we do this show and there's an audience and y'all are active and giving us feedback and reviews and buying us coffees and it it means the world to us. It really does. And I know that probably, you know, Vincent and Ethan episodes historically, statistically don't do particularly (laughs) great, but if you've listened this far, you're the outliers and we appreciate you the most and screw the other people. We don't like them as much (laughs) as we like you (laughs) until next week. Everybody have a great week. We will be back again next week as always. And until then, enjoy. Enjoy.